don't try to be me today because me today is a byproduct of 28 years of sales and marketing, a lot of failures, a lot of successes. Don't try to be me today. Let me be your midterm, long-term goal and allow me to mentor you from here, level four or five, but you need to find someone on level two because you're trying to upgrade from level one to two. And it's like when you're going up a ladder, if you just jump from the first rung to the fifth rung, chances are you're going to slip, fall and hurt yourself. You got to go one rung at a time. So when I'm looking at building my community, my circle of influence, I find the guy or the gal and I'm, I don't discriminate. I'm very inclusive. That is one Love step that. or two steps ahead of me. And that's the person that I allow to really influence me the most. Let's go! You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast. And we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the Second Chance Coach, Michael David Huey. Okay, welcome to another session of the Heatfluence Podcast. And today is part two with my friend, Niku. And that sounds really cool, doesn't it, Ryan? We talked about that the last time. We just, we, right before we were, we, we were talking, and we talked about this last time, about there's no such thing as coincidence, right? We talked about that. Like she just told me, um, uh, you know, that she would talk to my new friend and new business partner, Dr. Phil Carson, and uh, just how God, one person leads to another person, leads to another person that leads to a community. And uh, we were, we were, her and I were just talking about this. I just, we were, I just got my Peloton today, which is kind of awesome. And so she was telling me about her husband that he's on there all the time. And we were laughing and joking about how he texts her, you know, things while he's on there. Hey, can you get me some more water? Hey, can you do this? And today I was texting my wife, will you please turn down the air conditioning? (laughs) I was literally like sweating. Like, I was like, how do you turn this fan on above me? And I, I couldn't reach it, you know? And I was like, okay. Um, I'm going to have to be a little bit more prepared the next time the fan's going to have to be going. There may be, I may have to take another fan in the room in there cause it was hot. And now I realize, like when I go to spin class, why, uh, I like it really cold and the fans like blowing right on me. So thank you for joining me again today, my friend. And, and, and I loved, I went back and listened to our last interview and what I really like about when we do these interviews and when we get the opportunity to connect with people is that the impact that it makes and not only on ourselves and and others, but a, as we move forward, we have we can we can go back like me, and we can go back and listen to them and see, wow, let's let's expand on that. And I I, I told Nikki like I I had another friend of mine and his wife on, and we went halfway through, and we were like, um, we probably should do this again, right? And so. Uh, God knows what's best. And so that's what we're doing today. And last time when we finished, she was, I took some notes and she was talking about community and how, you know, a story of hers, like when she was at some really tough times in her life, when God surrounded her with people that lifted her up and uh, encouraged her and strengthened her. And, and then we were just laughing you know, because uh, uh, her husband brought her a shake and I have my shake and I have some kombucha. My wife, it's really cool because none of you can see us because you're probably listening on iTunes or Spotify or something. But my wife created this little table beside me that has this little thing. And she she got all the parts and took the, the steel table off and made me hold it. And she bought this piece of wood that's really fancy and nice. And she says, oh, this will be a little table for you to put all your things on while you're doing all your work in your podcast. And I'm like, yes. And then, and then then it's, you know, I think I shared this with you last time, Niku, is that, you know, I feel like there's a reason why women, you know, live longer than 
than men because we're supposed to learn from them and we're supposed to, you know, it's like you, like I just said, like I sat and listened, uh, you know, and I had my friend Janie Lacey on uh, yesterday and, and she was talking about trauma and how she helps women overcome trauma in their life. And one of the things she talked about was community. And so you dived into it just a little bit and scratched the surface a little bit about it last time. And I think when you talked about community, it talks about accountability. And I think that, um, you know, I was, I was telling her that, you know, Dr. Phil and I, she's working with him now and, and, and him and I are partnering and doing some things together and just how that all folds together and how community strengthens too. The Bible actually says two are better than one when one falls down. And, and it even says pity the person that falls down and doesn't have someone to pick them back up. Right. And uh, you made me think of this story. And then I want you to dive a little bit deeper into that. You made me think of this story of uh, a friend of mine, Cole Hatter. Uh, for those of you listening, if you've never listened or you don't know Cole Hatter, you really should get to know him. He, he lives in Orange County, California. Um, he has an event every year in Vegas called Thrive. It's a conference that he brings in. All, he brings in Trent Shelton and he brings in Gary Vanderchuk. He brings in all of these people. Nobody can sell from stage. It's really just an, uh, a conference for you to learn and grow. And if you ever go to YouTube and watch his story, just type in Cole Hatter TED Talk. Um, it's a story about how he lost two of his best friends. He was with them within 66 days of each other. And Cole told a story about how um, he met. He used to go and feed the homeless underneath this bridge in San Diego. And uh, he met this guy who was a former multimillionaire and he lost it all. And Cole asked him, what was something that if he could go back and do again, what would he do different? And he said, um, I would surround myself with different people and I would set boundaries on what that looks like. And so uh, sometimes when, when Nika was talking, I was listening to our recording from last time I was thinking about as she was talking about boundaries. Maybe we can dive into that a little bit too. It's about how when we have a community, most people just want as many people in their community as they have. You know, there's there's a, a and 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 he's a friend of mine, so I wouldn't mention his name, but um, there's community on on Facebook that has seventy thousand men and eighty thousand men. And when I see people make a comment or ask a question, I would not want to get the responses that those people get because it would give me anxiety because there's two hundred comments. And maybe two or three of them really value the, 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 and push the needle of pushing you towards your, you know, your vision and your passion and, and really answering your question. And then there's just, it's, it's chaos, right? And so you really have to surround yourself and receive from people who have pushed the, like Glenn, Glenn Lundy, uh, how I met Niku, our friend, did a lesson a couple of weeks ago talking about the, the four quarters of a, of a game, right? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. And what I realized when I got done and I went back and looked at all that is that that's community. He talked about a team and, and how you have to look at those things. And I think when you look at community, you have to look at the people that you surround yourself with and 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 who you allow to pour into you, right? And who you allow, like I told Nico, I said, look, I'd really like for us all to get to know each other. I'd like to know Kyle. I'd like you to know Lisa because I believe there's value in how God positions us in people's lives, right? And so maybe you can dive into that a little bit and tell us a little bit more about community and what community means to you and how that's evolved and how you're a go-getter. Like you just, if you see an opportunity, like we talked about before, you know, most, most wives who's, you know, maybe they're of a rapper or a singer or an entertainer or whatever, you know, they, they just, they're just like, yay, we, we, we did really well. And, you know, and, and Niku's like, nope, I'm going to make more money than my husband did. And I'm just going to knock it out of the park and I'm going to help more people. And I'm going to do this more. And, and, and I didn't, she didn't say this, but I just kind of think like, she's saying, you just go hit your little white ball or whatever you want to do. Just bring me my shake whenever I need it, you know, 
you can you can call me if you need me to turn the air conditioning down the Peloton, you know, or whatever. But you just go hit your little ball and then I'm going to leave a legacy, right? Like not that Kyle didn't because he obviously did because he's allowed you to have a family and do the things you did. But I think community is super important. So welcome back and uh, let's dive in. Thanks so much for having me. And I do have to clarify a part of the story. So we got this Peloton November of 2019. I had just had a baby. I wasn't really going back to the gym. And Kyle's like, oh, we can get this thing for the house and you can use it, whatever. I got on that thing a couple of times. And I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. So I, I will go on there like once every two weeks, you know, three weeks. I try not to go longer than that. He's on there all the time. Um, and when he's on there, he's like, just leave me alone. He goes in the zone and he's incredible. Like he's trying to break records. He's chasing that leaderboard. Like he's amazing. He never asks me to turn down the AC. It's always me. So when I'm on there, I'm the one that's crying and screaming across the house like, Kyle, help me. I can't breathe and bring the water and all of that. Right. So I just had to clarify that because that's if good. my husband hears this podcast, he's going to be like, Miku, you, I never asked you for anything. And, and you're right, babe. You never asked me for anything. You're always good. I'm the one that's struggling. On oh, the yeah, that's right. Dad. She's the one that's struggling, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the one struggling on there. Um, but yeah, let's dive into community because this is such an important concept that I think a lot of people kind of, they miss the mark on it, right? Community isn't how many friends you have. It's not how many people you're hanging out with. It's not how many followers you've gained on social media. That's not community. Community is looking at the richness of the relationships that you have in your life, social relationships, your marriage, looking at your professional relationships and the quality of that. And if you could rank them, just like we get graded in school, give it an A, B, C, D, or F, where would you rank or grade the quality of those relationships? Number one. Number two, it's not about quantity. It's always been about quality for me. So when I look at community, I've always been very, very specific about the people that I allow to influence me. And this happened at a young age. When I was 21 years old, I started my first business and a mentor kind of brought me underneath his wings. He was, he was in his forties and I was 21 and he was highly successful making millions of dollars a year. He said, listen, you're allowing too many people to pour into you, to influence you, to guide and direct you and your message, your business, your brand is getting watered down. I can't tell where Niku starts and where someone else comes in or where someone else ends. And so it, it was, it was too, it was too all over the place. And he said, you need to choose one, maybe two people that are where you want to be in a year from now, two years from now, set like a short-term midterm attainable goal and, and find that person that's where you want to be and then ride their coattails, attach yourself to them, ask them questions, be influenced by them, be mentored by them. Don't try to be me today because me today is a byproduct of 28 years of sales and marketing, a lot of failures, a lot of successes. Don't try to be me today. Let me be your midterm, long-term goal and allow me to mentor you from here, level four or five, but you need to find someone on level two because you're trying to upgrade from level one to two. And it's like when you're going up a ladder, if you just jump from the first rung to the fifth rung, chances are you're going to slip, fall and hurt yourself. You got to go one rung at a time. So when I'm looking at building my community, my circle of influence, I find the guy or the gal and I'm, I don't discriminate. I'm very inclusive. That is one Love step that. or two steps ahead of me. And that's the person that I allow to really influence me the most. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't have other mentors. I have mentors that are on level three, level four four, level five. And I definitely have the visionaries, the idols, the people that I look up to like God and mother Teresa and Maya Angelou that I'm like, okay, I need them to influence me as like a source being and a human being. Right. Of course. But, but I know I'm not going to be Maya Angelou today, maybe by the end of my lifetime. I know I'm not mother Teresa today, but I want to be of service like she was. So I have, you, you got to be picky and choosy. And the best question I was ever asked on another interview was how many people do you allow to influence you? What's your max number? Or is there a max? And the answer is 
absolutely there is a maximum number. I never allow there to be more than five people of influence in my life at any given time. And that person of influence can be a mother, a father. It could be a best friend. It could be a professional mentor. It could be an entrepreneur. It could be a nurse. It could be your child's teacher. Whoever it is that you choose to influence you, I never allow more than five people at any given time to influence me and mentor me because if I allow more than that, my message, my brand, my authenticity gets watered down and my voice gets lost. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, Remember what we said last time, Nikki, what I said last time about, about men in general, like having one in 10, having somebody they feel comfortable talking with, and then one in 20 actually have a best friend, yeah. right? Like if you look at the w- numbers in women, and maybe we'll dive into that after this, but if you look at the numbers in women, it's significantly higher, but that's good. You said five. I like that number. Yeah. And I, I like to kind of paint the picture. If you're looking at, you know, we're trying to build a foundation, right? Whether we're building the foundation of a home, let's talk about a table. When you have a table and you were just talking about your table that your wife made you, beautiful wood, right? How many legs does that table have? Three. Okay. So three legs, pretty stable table. Now, if you're looking at the average table, it's a square, it's a rectangle, right? The average table that's a rectangle, you know, two by four, three by five, four by six, whatever. That table needs to have four solid legs in order for it to be completely stable. Where yeah, no I threw you off balance stack, there. I threw you off balance with the three legs, didn't I? You did. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So he, yeah. he has a, a, a different it's, setup it's there. It's just a stand. It's, it's a really cool stand. So yeah, it's got three. Which is incredible. So yeah. don't forget that number three, because I'm going to come back to it in a second. All right, good. But the average average table has four legs. So no matter where I put my stack of books, no matter where I put all of my trials and tribulations, I put all of my weights, that table is stable because the other three legs are going to hold it up. Mm. doesn't matter what corner I stack on. Now I could have a table with three legs and that table will stay upright, right? If it's your traditional rectangular table and I have one leg on the bottom right corner, one leg on the top right corner, one leg on the top left corner, but that bottom left corner is empty, that table will still be fairly stable unless I choose to put all my baggage in that bottom left corner that's lacking a leg. It's only in that instance that table can topple over. But with three legs, it's pretty secure. We're going to give that table like a B minus. Now your wife probably constructed a really solid table where she she did a triangular setup. She has the top and the corner. So it's pretty stable, right? But that table would be more fortified if it had that fourth leg. Again, depending on the size, on the shape and whatnot. If it's a circular table, now we're talking about something completely different. So when you're thinking of influence, three is a solid number of mentors to have or people to influence you. Four is even better. Five is the maximum. So that's kind of where I like bring it down quantitatively. And I love what you said. Who do you allow to pour into you? You have to be picky. You have to be choosy because you are the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. Yeah. Five people you have the most amount of conversations with. Like you and I talking right now, Michael, you're, you're raising my vibration. You're connecting me more to spirit, to source. Because when you and I talk, we talk about God. We talk about Jesus. We talk about how we're being led and guided and everything that we do through our profession. It's not coming from a place of financial success. It's not coming from a place of accolades is not coming from how many followers are we going to get? We're talking about how can we serve the, the mass amount of people through our story, through our authenticity, through our word. And by speaking to you and connecting to you and surrounding myself with you, I get connected to higher source. Amen. Now I have other people that when I talk to them, all we talk about is the dollars and cents the profit loss statement, the balance sheet. And by talking to them, more abundance comes into my life. Like the dollars start to flow in without me even thinking about it. So just be picky and choosy of the type of mentors that you have. And if you're always thinking about dollars and cents, you're going to be lacking something else that's very critical, which is that aspect of servitude, that aspect of creating community to help up level everyone around you. 
And then you also need to have someone that's figured out the spiritual side. You have to have balance mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And if all you're ever and financially is- too, right? And financially, yeah. And I think of the financials big, the, the as the like big your five. physical state. Big yeah. five. You, you, For sure. You said it like even like five people, you have that big five mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially, right? Like yeah. those five we, we things can, are super important. Because yeah. if we work for free, that's how you're going to find me underneath that that freeway overpass. And now I can't serve anyone. So well, I have to make a dollar yeah. to pay for the rent, right? Yeah. And, that's, and, and you know, it's funny that you bring that up because that guy said to Cole, like sometimes he found more peace underneath that bridge than he did sometimes surrounded by the people that he had surrounded himself with. It's like I had a friend of mine, Cody Jefferson. I think I told you about this. It was in ministry. And, you know, one day his wife came home and said, hey, you're married to your ministry, not God. And I'm taking your kids and leaving. Right. And then you have to. And he, and you know what he said? He said, I just wasn't, he goes, I had nobody that was saying, Hey, look, you know, I said this yesterday at our Bible study, Niku, I'll let you finish after this is that the, my pastor says this all the time, you know, you and I, none of the stuff that we do helping people or serving or doing anything that if our home is out of order, if there's an order where I'm not serving my wife or you're not serving Kyle or, you know, that we're not in leader, like men are called to lead, right? If we're not doing that, then that's an that's an unbalanced. So my my everything I do outside of my home is in vain because I have to have everything inside my home in order. And a lot of people struggle outside the home and things that they're doing because they forget that. And then, and, and you know what? Every single person I talk to about that says, oh yeah, when I get my house in order and you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not hiding things and I'm open and I'm transparent. There's a book over my shoulder. You can't see. I decided to put two books up now that of things that I'm reading right now, I'm doing 75 hard and I'm, and I'm reading a book with my wife again called his needs, her needs, which if you've, if you're in a relationship and you've never read the book, his needs, her needs, please read it with your spouse or your, if you're engaged or you're in a relationship, it will allow you to understand the difference between those two. But yeah, I, I like what you said about that and, and how that, that that's super important. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I kind of want to go back to that. So it's very important that when you start to achieve levels of success that you you never forget where you came from. Always stay true to your roots, right? So I try to keep a community with people that are where I want to be, but I always keep a very strong community with the people that are where I was. And I try to help them and uplift them and empower them and show them the way, like guide them just as someone else guided me to getting to where I am today. Where I struggle, however, is people that either get to levels of success and they, they forget where they came from, right? So they're not authentic to their true roots or they they, they stop giving back, right? And yes, give back with your time. Yes, give back with your knowledge. But financially, when you give out, you allow yourself also to receive. Now, there's two parts to that coin. I'm in a position now where we we give a lot, and you know, and in, in church we call it giving your tithes and giving at least 10. percent And and we give a lot. Um, where I struggle is when people start to see you as a walking, talking dollar sign, and they're just coming to you saying, "Hey, can you pay for this?" Or, "Hey, I need you to get my groceries," which happens to me all the time. I'm mean, I can show you my inbox, and there's probably really? people a day asking for thousands of dollars. It's not even seriously like dollars. It's it, literally I could show you three messages that just came in in the last hour. And to me, that's not okay. Like you, you should never treat that's a boundary like person. That's a boundary. 100%. That's a hundred percent, not an okay boundary. Yeah. And that person, it's like, I'm sorry, but you just, you just, you drew a wall where you were no longer allowed to be connected to me in any which way, positive or negative, because I, I give back to, to people that I know I can help, but I also, I have my charities that I'm the most passionate about. Like I'm a huge advocate for mental health and I give back to charities in that space. I'm a huge advocate for how 
high-risk mentors, high-risk mentoring youth that are struggling. Um, I work very closely with the Lymphoma Leukemia Society, tens of thousands of dollars a year, every single year, St. Jude Children's Hospital. Like I have my causes and I pour into them graciously. But I think it becomes a problem when people start to see people that have celebrity status and then they wonder why celebrities are so off put and they're not open to talking and connecting because my husband's a perfect example. He's asked for money all the time. We have people that literally, I mean, I'm not going to say this because it's its a public forum. I'll tell you more offline. Um, yeah. Because well, we're going to spend more time that, offline, that, just that, so, that so you know. We're, yeah, we're, gonna, we're, we're all going to be, we're going to be friends people, for a long time. The, so. the people that don't know about this, I don't want to give them the ideas, but my husband gets messages all the time on Twitter, on Instagram saying, Hey, can you pay for this? Hey, I'm struggling. Can you take care of my children's tuition? Like all the time. It's like, you you don't realize he has children too. You don't realize he has rent too. You don't realize like we have bills too, you know? So just don't be that person. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Well, when you think about, so, so when we think about this, because this is, this is, this is super important. It's, it's funny. Joy Farley and I were texting earlier before we got on and we were just, if you, if you know, if you know, Joy, I just had Joy on my podcast and her and Jay Lissa were doing a room today. About, I love Joy. Yeah, I love them both. The luxury uh, brand. Yeah, such did, did a good see, room. Oh yeah, did you see? Mm-hmm. Were you? Did you come in? I, I would pop in, and then I would have to leave. And okay, I would pop okay. In and I didn't. See, I didn't see you. I, I, they, 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 they both texted me and said, "Hey, will you come in and for a little while?" And so I was in there for a little while, and, and they made me go like at first because I told them I had to leave. I, my friend Haley Hobson was doing a master class that I wanted to watch about email marketing. Because I think a lot of us don't realize that, you know, social media um, can go away at any time. Like I, I, I literally dislike Facebook because I see how the algorithm changed. And, and to be honest with you, they don't really like people in the health space. They don't like faith-based people anymore. It's like, like, it's like nothing. Hey, look, I'm not here to judge whatever you decide, we, you know, whether you follow a party or whether what you stand for, whatever. I just know what I stand for. Right. And sometimes that, you know, um, um, what, my, what my grandmother said to me is that she gave me quotes, Niku. And she said, um, God says that if you deny him before men, that he'll deny you before the father. If, if you meditated just just on that, your thought process and the things you do, the people you hang around with and, and your actions would radically change, like radically mm-hmm. change. And, and from that point, you know, um, we're given opportunity to sow into the lives of others from a standpoint of saying, okay, um, what does that look like? Like, am I, am I doing it the right people? Am I, am I around the right people? Am I, you know, and, and when, when I was in that room today, um, it, it took me back to my childhood. Like, and I started to think about valuing the things that God gives us, right? Like how we take care of things. And, and, you know, um, you know, like today, I'm sure she probably saw me when we first came up. Cause last time I had a hat on, she's like, Oh, you know, you know, cause a lot of people see me with a hat on. Right. And, and today I don't have a hat on. I was like, I was completely convicted. I was like, dang it. Like Jay Lissa. And I texted her in the background. She said, well, she said, um, what did, what happened? And I was like, I just feel convicted. Like, and I mean, not that it's a bad thing or it's a good thing, but I think how you show up, it's the reason why they say, if anything ever happens in an airplane, you put your mask on first, right? And health, South care, you know, takes through that. So let, let's chat real quick about that. Talk about, um, once you find that, what that season looks like, once you find those five people, and maybe like what I talked about, like how women in general, they're easily, they easily have people that they can pour into their lives that they're friends with that, you know, like Jay Liss and Joy and, you know, and then Liza and Joy and, and, you know, Liza scheduled an appointment with me for, for this, uh, for tomorrow, actually. So she's been having some health problems. And so just how that works, talk about the importance of accountability and how you see that in your life from a female's perspective, because I shared this with you last time, 
is the reason I think that I was super successful in, in every area of my life in 2020 and why I'm a different person today than I was three months ago, six months ago, a year. It's because I had accountability of somebody saying, hey, maybe have you ever thought about it like this? You know, I was the guy that raised my hand and said, hey, I have, I have people that I feel like I can go to and tell them, hey, I'm struggling when most people don't. And what that looks like from a woman's perspective and how you use people in your life to challenge you and and make you grow and make you feel like that you're becoming that person that God's called you to be so that you know how to say no to things and say yes to things. What does the that look like to you? right now? Because I mean, you just asked five questions and I'm going to try to answer two. No, no, you didn't have to ask. <laughs> I, they were really just one. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. But no, so. no, it's, it's so, but there, there were so many good legs there and I want to hit them all. So when we talk about community, you find your five people. First and foremost, I want to clarify, there's five spots on your roster, but just like any professional basketball team, the Chicago Poles will not always be Pippen and Jordan and, and all those guys. Like it will change, right? So Rodman. your five people, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm I'm just drawing. Whenever like somebody, like, no, I, no, I, whenever I, keep when, myself in my head, I was like, don't forget the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just funny how I mean, I just everybody leaves Rodman out because it's just a weird oddball. Uh, actually, right? I was thinking about Rodman. And I was like, do I say this? Do I not? All I think about <laughs> is him like flying really quick to Vegas, getting some piercing, doing his yeah, thing, showing back up to some the game. Tattoos right all over my legs and body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rodman's my boy. I love Rodman. Yeah. Um, so when we're talking about that, the five spots, they can change, like allow yourself to be flexible that when one person has filled the spot, not that you no longer need that person, but there will be times when you outgrow certain mentors because either you will pivot or you will change or you will up level. And then there'll be someone else that you need. So right now I'm definitely in a place where I don't need financial guidance the same way that I needed in my twenties. When I was first starting my first couple of businesses, like I've become a financial guru. Like I understand P I understand how to run a profitable business. You can hire me to come in and within 60, days, I will turn your business around and help you making a profit. Like that's my expertise. So the yeah, financial mentor that I had, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, I will make you a six figure earner within the first year. No problem. Yep. I've done it multiple 40 times. I, I, I want to get to seven now. I'm, I'm working on teaching people how to do seven. I can do it, but I'm my, working my on co- teaching my coaches, others. <laughs> my, that's why I told you I want to introduce you to my coach because you know we were talking about Dr. Phil and how we're getting this small circle of people where we're really connected. My coach, Israel Duran, was is Dr. Phil's working with him. And, and, and we were just talking about this the other day about how a 26-year-old is going to teach two guys in their mm-hmm. 50s how to get to mm-hmm. seven figures, right? Can so, I tell you a secret? Yeah, go ahead. The difference between a six-figure earner and a seven-figure earner truly is mentality, yep, yep, mindset. Yep. So when I went from making 250, oh, 100% delegation, the the ability to not be perfect and to allow yourself to delegate to others that which you either A, don't enjoy doing, they can do better or to free up time for you to have more capacity to take care of yourself. Number one, because a lot of high level executives do not take care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And by doing that, you recharge your battery and you can pour from a full cup, not an empty cup. You can pour from your abundance, not from your reserves. Let Mm. me say that again. You pour from your your abundance, not from your reserves. Too many high-level executives that are making $250,000, $500,000, $700,000 a year are literally operating on 10% battery. Like their battery is depleted. They're exhausted. They have chronic fatigue. Their body has chronic inflammation. They're not taking care of their health. They're not making time to even go to the doctor once a year, let alone when they have symptoms that needed to be treated. And these people are operating on 10% battery and they're pouring from their reserves. They're pouring from their savings account. They're not creating savings. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, because nobody, some of them don't, because Niku, some of them don't even understand. It's like today, today in breakfast with champions, uh, Joy and and, uh, Liza were talking, I don't know if you were in there then, but Joy and Liza were talking about it's, it's today is national 
uh, respect your lunch day or some, 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 something like that. Right. And, um, I, I probably had like 50 DMS on this. It's, it's was crazy. And all I said was, is, um, you know, create, um, richness and diversity in the foods that you eat at lunch and ever and, and people don't, I mean, I mean, here you are, you have all these millionaires and, and multiple six and seven figure oh, earners, yeah. and they don't even know about diversity or, and it goes back to what you said earlier, you know, here you said, these guys are, 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 you know, they're, they're not living, you know, they're, they're, they're giving out of out of their abundance, right? They're, they're pouring from, from their reserves, reserves not they're from giving their out abundance. of their reserve, right? Yeah. Because they're that's they don't understand, right? They're giving out of their reserves where they could be giving out of their abundance if they just took time to realize the areas that they're failing in, right? Right. Then you have to take time as an executive. I don't care how busy things get, how how crazy complicated your business gets, you still have to make time to fill up your own cup. You still have to take time, like you said, to put the mask on you first. Physically, working on the, the executives and the millionaires and the billionaires that are the most successful are not obese. And it's not by accident. They're taking time for daily physical activity, whether that's 10 minutes here or there, 15 minutes here or there, or they have a coach come to their office at a gym that they've built in their office and they work out for 30 minutes and it's high intensity interval training with a little bit of stretching, a little bit of mobility and a quick minding meditation before they go back into their business, smack dab in the middle of their day. So they have a chef that prepares their lunch. It's delivered to the office for them. They have a trainer that comes to their office and within 45 minutes they've eaten, they've worked out, they've meditated and they're ready to get back to work. So anyone- Or you're, me, or you're me and Kyle and you get on your Peloton, right? Just ride forever. <laughs> when your wives look at you guys, like you guys are crazy. <laughs> It was that awesome. Is so true. Yep. So yeah, I mean, just don't, don't lose sight of that. You have to, it doesn't matter how successful you are in business and in your career and how many dollars are coming into the bank account. If you're not taking care of your health, you're not taking care of your body. The one temple that we've been given while we're here and your organs are breaking down, right? Your gut is breaking down. Your digestion is breaking down. Your hydration is breaking down. That's going to affect your brain and your capacity to make good decisions. That's going to affect your mood and your capacity to feel and experience positive emotions, not just stress and anxiety and worry and panic attack. I mean, executive burnout's real. And I experienced it at 25 years old. I was hospitalized multiple times. I I experienced it even as an entrepreneur in my life. Like, like I realized half my life, I I realized I looked into, I was like, oh crap, I'm 28 and I'm working 65 to 70 hours a week. What am I doing? I have no life. I I wish. I had four girls. I'll be honest with you. I I confess this to my wife. I had four girlfriends. I was trying to do modeling on the weekend. I had all, I, I would run from, you know, from relationship to relationship and they, until one day they all came to my house at the same time, which was really funny. Oh no, that's not good. But I mean, that that's just what happened. You, you, you don't, you, you get in that, you know, we talked about this that morning mode. about that mundane life and you just, it's just repetitive and it's messy and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's really a reserve. It's, I'm living off my reserve and I'm, yeah. and I'm running and I, and then I hit the wall, you know? Yeah. You, you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your physical body so that you're, I mean, think about it. Everything's connected, right? We talk about holistic living and holistic wellness. If I'm, when I work out, I'm releasing endorphins, I'm releasing adrenaline. So I'm feeling more energized when I have more energy, more energy, I'm able to make better decisions. I mean, I'm able to last longer in the day, my work day, but also when I'm, when I'm working out, I feel confident. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, Ooh, you look good. Like I pat myself on the back literally. And then when I'm walking with confidence, that different swagger that brings a different energy and vibration to every business meeting that I have. And more people are attracted to me. Yes, physically, but also there's a vibe <laughs> that I'm giving off and my vibe attracts people. And they're like, dang, that girl is going somewhere. And that energy is coming from my workout. It's more, well, it's, and but it's, it's more than, I mean, and it's more than your looks like, 
it, you know, it looks is, is, is important, right? You, you know, like I've, you know, as I said to you before, I, I feel like I did when I was in my thirties again, because I've taken that time and, and I've worked on my skin and I've worked on all those little things, but it's for you, it's more about how you represent yourself as a woman, as a woman of God, as a woman of integrity, as a wife, as a mother, as a person that wakes up every day and looks in the mirror and has that confidence to say, okay, exactly. God, what's, what's today going to look like? Exactly. And just to, to further clarify, the workouts aren't for vanity. I don't care anymore about how ripped my muscles are or whatever. Like that's all great. There was a season for that. Now I work out for energy. I work out for confidence. I work out so that I can show up as my best version so that I can chase around my 19 month old boy and have the energy to last well beyond him. Right. So when he goes down to bed, I still got more energy. I'm ready. Mom's got more in the tank. So my, my workouts and all of that, they keep me healthy. I'm responsible for taking care of myself so that I'm here for his college graduation so that I'm here to dance with him at his first dance at his wedding so that I'm here to hold my grandchild when he has his first baby. Like I'm responsible for my health in order to be here to see that. And I take full responsibility mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually to be the best version of me possible for him and his legacy and our future generations. So when I'm not feeling my best and my mindset isn't where it needs to be, I will seek out counsel. I will find a therapist. I will find my best friend to talk to, to vent and let her know, Hey, I'm not thinking right. Help me check my thoughts really quick. Help me get my mental game back to where it needs to be so that I can show up as the best version of me possible because my son is watching me and emulating everything he sees me do from the tone of my voice to how I show up every single day, to how I treat other strangers, to the passion that I come into every sense scenario and situation with. He's watching me. He's observing me. He's grading me. He's copying me. So and they I know a, a lot very, and they oh, know yeah. a lot. It's amazing. It's crazy. And we always say out of the mouth of babes. It's um, it, it's funny that you brought that that part up, Niku. My um, my dad's my dad's obviously remarried, and um, his his um wife his wife, which is my stepmom, her family is here this week, and we're taking the tomorrow. Tomorrow's my dad's eighty first birthday, and so we're taking the oh, whole day happy off, birthday. taking the whole day off and spending with them. And the other day they have two, so which would be our niece and nephew. They're you know my 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 stepmom's great 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 grandchildren, right? And I really realized how smart the youngest one, the daughter or the oldest one, the daughter is uh, beyond smart, like watching how you say, you know, they can sense people like, you know, they can sense the love of people. I went to ministry school and Lisa was text. They were texting me pictures of the youngest boy just holding on to my wife when his mom was there, his grandmother was there, his grandfather was there. First time he'd ever met her and he's watching a movie holding on to my wife's first time he's ever met her. And then when we got ready to leave, the, 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 my niece said, I don't want you guys to go. Will you please come back? You know, cause she knows we, you know, she knows we work and stuff. So I said, yeah, we're going to spend all day Wednesday together. She goes, Does that mean you won't be here the rest of the time we're here. So kids are watching and thinking, and they know they have a, they have, they have massive discernment. And, but then it's, it's why you've been entrusted with your son, because then you can make sure that that discernment feels safe and protected. And you and Kyle can pour into him as God's poured into you. So yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. They're always watching us. hundred percent. And it's a ripple effect. Like you want, you need to remember that everything that we do, it's cause and effect. So how we show up, we send that pebble into the water and it ripples out to everything and everyone around us. So just being mindful of the ripple that we're sending out and the vibration and the energy that we're sending out into the world, because everyone's picking up on it, right? The stranger, um, the landscaper that's coming over, the way that you treat the UPS driver that dropped off your package, like what type of ripple are you sending? 
putting out into the world? How are you treating people? And back to your question about community, accountability is very important and finding people that are not just going to tell you what you want to hear, but are going to tell you what you need to hear. They're going to have the tough conversation with you. They're going to tell you when you're off brand, when you're not being authentically true to you. My husband catches me all the time. So I went through a ton of trauma during my adolescence. And there are, there are some things that I, I was able to overcome through hypnosis. There were some things that I was able to overcome by literally in my mind, forgetting that it ever happened to me. It's like I reframed the situation and I, I, I got myself to a point where I no longer believe that happened to me. And I've created a new scenario that is not really true. It didn't actually happen. But to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I was living on my own at you know 17 years old in my own apartment because you know I was really successful. That's not true. I was living on my own at 17 in my own apartment because I left home. And I was living out of my car for three days before I was brought into a a friend's home for three months while I was getting emancipated from my family. But there was this trauma of, you know, this little girl in high school living on her own in her own apartment, coming home alone and having fear of abandonment and all these issues. And I had re-scripted in my mind. I I had convinced myself to believe a different story to be true. And sometimes when I speak of the story, my husband will catch me and say, that's not really what happened to you. But that's the story that I've convinced myself to believe is what happened to me through hypnosis and trauma therapy. So I have to almost like go back and remind myself of the authentic version of what really happened. The to truth me. and healing in it. It's the truth. Does and that healing make sense? In it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because the truth and healing in it is. And, and, uh, and, and I know we, when they got about five or six more minutes, I know you might give a little bit more you want to say, but here's what I would uh, hear. What I would really superly super want people to understand is that I, I understand what you're saying because I, um, I'm going to use this, this, this one minute, uh, understanding. So people can understand another point of what you're saying is my wife did this. She understood, you know, um, she was molested as a young child and, and she's okay with me sharing this. And, and, and she was tra- traumatized and there was always something she felt like was missing. And um, one time she said, you know, this, some sort of, she said, I feel like I have another side, another family. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I feel like I have a sister. And I was like, you do, you have a sister named Tip. She says, no, I have another sister. And, and, a, and a couple, you know, long and short of it, before she retired from her job, she's working now again because of circumstances that she wanted to go back to where she doesn't have to, but she like you, she wants to change the world, right? And she um, had somebody reach out to her, a girl named Teresa or, or you know, or Lori. And she said, uh, I'm your sister and I've been looking for you for 20 years. And my, my, my wife at 50 years old, how God suppressed all those feelings and allowed her when she was ready to understand it, understand it and to be able to, to have those truths. And, and we, we get into them. It's kind of that self-ambition type of thing from, from the book of Peter. Did that really happen? Did it happen like that? Am I really being honest about it? Am I being truthful about it? Because, you know, it's part of my story. It's part of who I am. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you, you, you shared that. And so as we go, as we finish up, maybe you can just tell us a little bit more about what, how you've taken those opportunities in your life and how you've turned them in now to what you want to do with your life and your ministry and your, your influence in life, what that's going to look like over the next couple of years and how it's made you a different person? Yeah, it's a great question. And I appreciate you for asking it. You know, I'm now I'm operating from a place of being powerfully vulnerable, like allowing myself to speak from a place of guidance and experience so that I can sit there and look at a 15 year old 
who's going through the things that I went through and say, you know what, you're, you're going to be okay. I know what you're going through. I know how you feel because I've been there and I felt it too. And this is how I got through it. This is what I had to do. These are the tools, the techniques for my mindset coaching, for my emotional grounding, for my physical, like this is what I did to become the best version of me, to live the best quality life, optimal wellness, like wellness, not by taking antidepressants and not by going to doctors and not by putting chemicals into my body, but really truly getting myself to be healthy, happy and whole as Dr. Phil Carson's would say. And this is how I made it to my twenties. And I started a business and I became successful and that built confidence in me. And that confidence made me into this woman where I feel like I can go out there now and I can literally not save the world, but through my experience, empower you to know that no matter what you're going through, I know how you feel. I know where you are. I've been there too. And I can help get you through it. I can guide you past this moment, this temporary chapter of your life. And that there is success that lies ahead of you. There is happiness. There is a marriage. There's children. There's things that you may not think today or even possible because you may be thinking of the end, which I was right. So speaking from a place of vulnerability, this is something that I'm doing now, sharing my story, sharing my experience. I am a movement expert and specialist teaching Pilates, teaching yoga, teaching bar, teaching hit. I'm an anatomy nerd. I'm in my anatomy book almost every single day, reading about muscles and fascia and connective tissue and bones and how different things work. Co-contractors. Like I, I, I love the human body for sure, but I'm also very big on mindfulness and teaching people how to connect to their breath and ground their energy. Like you can tell right now, you can feel the passion in my voice. You can feel the heightened energy, right? So right after this, I'm going to sit down and ground myself and center myself and realign myself so I can move forward from a place of balance, not from just being heady and all the way up here, which is very easy for a lot of us entrepreneurs to do. So in my mindset coaching, which I love to do, in my private coaching, I do coach a lot of high-level executives and even athletes like on mindset because the same mindset that athletes need to be competitive to be successful in what they did is the same mindset that executives need in order to get through those tough times because as a high-level executive, maximize your highs, but learn to minimize your lows and know that you're, you're never going to be perfectly in the middle. So it's about having that that flexibility at different chapters of your, your success, your balance sheet, right? Um, and then I'm very, very big right now on gut health. I I've, I've been healing my own postpartum depression. I healed my own SIBO leaky gut, void of antibiotics, void of antidepressants, void of supplementation, void of complicated protocol. I just, I healed it by changing what I was eating. So through food and through mindfulness, meditation, prayer, gratitude, shifting that energy within me, and then making sure that I was eating whole foods that were going to help me get rid of the chronic bloating, get rid of the inflammation, starve the candida, the bad bacteria and allow my body to heal itself because the body is brilliant and it knows how to get back to homeostasis if you get out of its way. So this is something I'm working on. I'm actually launching my gut reset course on May 1st. So it's happening in two weeks. Next week, I'm starting my first round of discovery calls to help women specifically that are going through postpartum depression or dealing with PCOS or bloating, inflammation, whatever it is, to see if I could be the right coach for them and if this is the right program for their journey. And then going from there, launching it on May 1st. So I'm really excited about that. But that's where I'm showing up up right now. Um, I do have a podcast coming out next month as well. I do have a book that I'm writing as well. And my goal is to be on stages in the next three years, speaking to tens of thousands of people and empowering them to, to be the best version of them and to ignite greatness in them. That's, that's where I'm at. That's who I am. That's what I'm doing. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate who you are. I appreciate your friendship. I'm I'm excited. My wife and I was like, are you having part two with Niku today? And I said, yeah. And I said, well, we're all going to get to know each other soon. 
I told her it's going to be sooner than later because I'm I'm a person of action. I don't, you know, like Dr. Dr. Phil and I are going to get together really soon here. Hopefully I he might it. come to Florida and spend some time with me. Oh, um, I love it. Are, You're in Tampa. We, we got to catch a game next season. I already I'm told there. you. We're definitely doing that. We're, we're, we're not, I'm not going to wait that long to connect with you guys, but uh, we're definitely kicking it, connecting it. But so, so Nico, as we go, tell people how they can connect with you. Um, and, um, you know, if there's someone that, that fits, you know, your style and what you do and, you know, and I'm excited to talk more about you because I'm a gut health specialist also. And uh, I love, I just love helping people. I cured a lot of my family's, you know, gut issues. My mom had one for 30 years. And so tell us about how people can connect with you and learn more about what you're doing. Great question. So you can connect with me either through DM on Instagram. My personal page is at Nikuela, N-I-K-O-U-E-L-A, N-I-K-O-U-E-L-A, Nikuela. Or you can also just send me an email to my direct email, which is Nikuloche at gmail.com. That's my first and last name at gmail.com. And yes, Loche is not spelled the way it sounds. It's L-O-H-S-E. So send me a DM and then we can go ahead and schedule a discovery call and just see, you know, see how I can serve you. Ask me any questions that you have. I'll give you all the knowledge that I have and we'll go from there. And then last but not least, if you wanted to go ahead and try the Elevated Tribe, if you're looking for live and on-demand workouts, go to www.elevated, that's E-L-E-V, number eight, T-E-D, tribe.com. Yes, we put that little number eight there because it's the infinity sign because we bring community together and we we work together forever. My license plate number. My license oh, plate number is eight. I for love newbie, it for new beginnings. Also, yes, I love it so much. So elevatedtribe.com and um, yeah, let me know how I can be of service to you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually through movement, mindfulness, or in establishing community. Well, you're a very special person. Um, I'm excited, um, as I said earlier, to get to know you more. And I say this every time, guys. This is part two. So if you if you didn't if you're seeing this and you didn't listen to part one, you go back should go back and listen to part one because it was really good. And I believe part two has just been a continuing to that. And so as I said uh, last time, you know um, the only way you get to listen is if you download the first thing, download the second, give us give a five star review on this because you know it's not about us. It's about the people that get to reach us and more people that download these and reach more people get to hear them and reach them and see them. And so I said this I say this on every podcast, you know. Love God, love people, and live with vision, purpose, and passion. Um, and 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 know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. That's to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. So, until the next session of the Hewfluence Podcast, this is Michael David Huey, and you guys have an amazing rest of your day. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Hewfluence Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.